Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire. Jeff, could you maybe laugh just a little bit less? Come on, man. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Heather Havenwood, thank you so much for returning again for the third time to Vroom Vroom Veer. How's it going? Good. Third time's a charm. Third time is a charm. So I checked, and uh, for those who are longtime listeners, um, you might remember that Heather was on the show in 2016 twice. So Mm -hmm. that means you and I have to catch up. So the last time, yes. Yeah. And now anybody that's on the show three times, you are officially a co host. Now. Awesome. Yes. Wow, so that's awesome. <laughs> so you 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 are running the show now basically. I'm just going to hang out and laugh. That's Perfect. that's going to be my job, right? Okay. So, um when last we spoke, what were you doing in December 2016? Where were you living and what were you what was your what was on your mind if you can remember? Yeah, sure. So December 2016, let's see. Um wow, life has changed a lot. I know, today. right? <laughs> I was still in Austin, Texas, which I am now, right. um, and, and still loving that. Still in the same location in the world of you know living. Yeah, and Tim Ferriss lives there now, so you're, you're hanging out in good company. I don't like him, so I don't oh. think that's true. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. I had no idea he lived here. I kind of was like annoyed when you said that. I'm like, oh my god, for God's sake, Tim. Um, <laughs> okay, you, good to know you're not a fan. All right, I'm not a fan. I'm All not right. a fan. No worries. Good for him, Four Hour Work Week, I think it's the worst book ever. Okay. So I think it's really great that he did, uh, you know, how he got the name and, and from a copy perspective, it's hot, right? Like right. I get it from a copy perspective, but my challenge as a coach and, and an entrepreneur for so long, like people actually believe that crap that you can actually build a business on four hours a week. Right. Like, I don't even care if you're the president or the best stockbroker or Wall Street. It just doesn't yes. work that way. Yeah. You know, no, you know, you're right. Going. So you can't argue with that. I'm just like, good He's... for you. And like, really? So, right. I, I, you know, it's in a loving way. But, you know, if you don't want me to tell you my truth, then I have no problem not telling you my truth. Like, oh, <laughs> Please so tell me your truth. <laughs> That's so amazing. I just feel so great that he's here. So, um, Anyway, yeah, I, I've uh, at that time I was building a business of zero to one point five million in sales. We ended up in a weight loss company, supplement company, yeah. and I'm in the process of selling that off. I no longer have that company. I, you know, sold off to the business partner in that process of a disillusion. Of so the you were all doing that, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm focused on one hundred percent entrepreneur sales and marketing coaching for entrepreneurs, and I work with a variety, a different variety of different clients all right. over the country that um, I'm helping them build their companies because I have this thing I'm really good at helping people drive. I'm a driver. Okay. Dozing showed me a long time ago is like you got to get your action word in life and my action word in life is drive. I drive automatic meaning I drive things up 
right? Versus right. Like I have something to drive up the mountain and I, so my first business <laughs> in 05 was zero to a million dollars in 12 months. The next right. one was zero to 1.5 in 18 months. So I drive things. It's a sales kind of view. So um, I'm focusing on helping entrepreneurs do that. Gotcha. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of stuff involved in that that we can talk yeah. about as we go. So I wanted to just share that like because you asked. <laughs> so when Where we when we last talked, right. So this is weird because I, I've been thinking about this a little bit lately, but uh in November of that Thanksgiving of that year, I was in Japan. Um because my wife is from Japan. So we were visiting her mom and dad and friends and stuff in Japan. And I casually said, you know, when we go back, I think I'm going to stop. I'm going to quit my job so we can go ahead and, uh, and move to Vegas next year. You know, right. So this is the end of 2016. And she says, well, and, and I have to admit that this was a very casual remark. And I was mostly joking because I didn't think she was ready to move yet. Right. And she replies like, well, I can't quit my job until about April. And I like have this freak out moment like, oh, my God, <laughs> we can actually move, you know, because I've been trying to escape L.A. forever. Right. So we do. Right. So, uh, yeah. So that was like the that December 2016 was when I, I, I quit my job and uh, and then started selling the house and blah, blah, blah. And now we're in Vegas. So I spent all of 2017, basically, well, half of it anyway, uh, moving from L.A. to Vegas and selling that. Got house. it. Yeah. Well, congratulations. What area of Vegas? I'm familiar. Uh, do you know where Red Rock is? I do. That's a great area. Yeah, we're right up the street from Red Rock. Well, I'll be in Vegas in May. Sweet. So we'll have coffee. or Yeah, Vegas, we'll hang out. You can't have coffee. You only have cocktails. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I feel like anyway, it's like eight o'clock in the morning, people at a bar. I'm like, that's so weird. It's Vegas. <laughs> Vegas, right? So you know, I'm not into this, into the scene at all. I hardly ever go there. And when oh, we, sure. when we do, it's, it's kind of like a very quick in and out to see a show or something. If we yeah, go yeah. to downtown or the strip. With, same thing with Austin right now. So when we're talking today, today is South by Southwest, like day oh, right. five. Yeah. Day five out of eight, and if you have you ever been? No, no, but I, I ever you always hear about it because it's you know one of the big party conferences, right? Well, it's um, they got yeah, music no. and. Well, it's just it takes over the city, and it's oh, really right. huge, crazy. Yeah, yeah, people don't really understand how nuts it is until you're here, and you're mm. like, oh my, it takes over everything. So everyone, the Austinites, the the locals like myself, they kind of um, cringe retreat. a little. Right. You want to get out of we town. <laughs> retreat. Yeah, we retreat into our homes, you know, and we okay. just kind of like do a stand down. <laughs> sure. No, I get it. Yeah, because you don't yeah. want to put up with the crazy amount of tourist traffic, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Well, anyway, that's what you've been doing. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, so that was a big shift. That would in this show when we when you shift gears and you and you make a big life change we call that a veer, right? A veer. A veer. Veer. That must be why you uh, name it. Vroom vroom veer. veer. Yes. <laughs> you got it. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, if you don't service your brand, why have it? So there you go. <laughs> Sex boss. I do serve my brand. There you go. That's right. You are the sexy boss. Chief, chief sexy chief boss. Sexy boss. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So let's talk about, so 
what was that transition like for you? You sold the business and then now you started like, um, focusing more on helping folks basically come up mm-hmm. with new strategies. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. what, what, what do those look like? So I'm very, very good at this. It's something I've always done. Um, you come to me and just say, I don't know what I'm doing. And I just kind of like, I have a great ability to create clarity. So, um, my last company was with my fiance at the time. He had a chiropractic business. It was doing fine. He'd been there for 20 years. He was doing what he was doing. But he had this machine uh, that he had bought while we were together just sitting there. And I created, I mean, he was like, you know, oh, I'm trying to sell it to my people. And like nothing was working. <laughs> it's like you have to, compl- you got to create a whole new brand. Around. So I created an entire new business, a cry- entire new brand, entire different business model, entire different pa- packaging and pricing within like six months. Right. So we started it from scratch and then I did a supplement business as well on top of that. And so it became a cash-based business. We went from literally standstill to 60,000, 70,000 a month, 80,000 a month. Wow. So all cash base and it kind of blew up. Right. So that's what I'm going to, I, I blow things up. Right. I right. think from a, someone else can't see that idea. It was in his closet. I pull it out and I'm like, we're going to create a whole business run. He's like, you can't do that. I'm like, okay, well. so, <laughs> just watch me move over. <laughs> I didn't know so you did, pro- did. Uh, uh, you do, uh, impressions. I do of exes. I that's that. that's best. <laughs> well, he is ex. If he was my current fiance, still he would, would sound he would sound a lot yeah. smarter if he was if right. he was a current. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Got engaged and uh, then from there we uh, broke up and then of course the business broke up. Of course, of course. Like sure. So, um, I mean, I'm really good at uh, doing that, and I have my clients. A lot of my clients are startups. A lot of my clients are, they've already been in business 10 years and I'm revamping, rebranding, mm-hmm. remessaging. Cause there's three elements, market message and media, right? So it depends on where they're at. Sometimes they had a remessage to go to the new media. Sometimes they're in the bad media. We need to go to a new media and with a new, uh, market, you know, so it, those are the three elements of business, right. market message and media. If you, if you understand that, you can take a thing, a service or product, and you can shift it multiple ways depending on the three uh, the three message, message market or media. You can literally shift it. So if you have a t-shirt company and you're focusing on women and your messaging is hot and sexy or whatever, mm-hmm. right, To in the medium of uh, Facebook, you can take the same t-shirt company, focus it on um, – older women over 50 and then you can put into newspaper. See what I'm saying? So you can change any business on multiple levels. So what's interesting about for me is that a lot of times and what I'm focusing a lot now on chat bots. And that's why I came on today was that, uh, people forget there's, there's other mediums out there. They, they get stuck only Facebook or only Twitter, only LinkedIn, only XXX. Well, I know everybody says that email has been always like the gold standard of, you know, it's like never going to go away. If you have a gigantic list, you'll win, right? Yes and no. That's the old standard, right? (laughs) Kind of. So yes and no, that's true. I'm I'm not just that because I've come from email marketing and have been for many years. However, Chatbots is really a new revolution, and you can't ignore this anymore. So right. you can go to my chatbot, askheatherand.com. Now, what that does is you go to your that URL, either desktop or mobile, doesn't matter, and it opens up, it redirects and opens up your Facebook Messenger. 
Okay. So if a uh, few people who say, well, I don't have Facebook Messenger, I'm like, well, then, you know, wake up. That's all I have to say. <laughs> it's 2018. Come on. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Why don't you get a newspaper? So um, I always tell them, like, what do you mean? But here's because here's what's happening is that Facebook realized about a year and a half ago that, see, Facebook looks at their business as a couple of products. They have different products. Mm-hmm. You and I see it as only one product. It's not. In their view, it's like a couple products. One of their products is Messenger. It's a product. It's a standalone standalone space for them. Okay. So they said, okay, and they started watching the trend. And the trend around 2016, 17, what happened is, is the number of people on Facebook decreased and the people on F- Messenger increased. So it flip-flopped. Huh. It used to have been like, wow. you know, Let's say Messenger's low and Facebook's high. And then around 2016, 17, it went flipped. And so technically, people are now on Messenger daily or hourly, more so than on their feed. If you make sense. So I rarely go on my feed because the moment I go on my feed, I get like inundated with crap and advertising. But if I go on <laughs> Messenger, right. I, my friends are there. They're texting me. They're communicating. It's my right. text. It's my communication. So I can go all day and never get on Facebook feed, but mm. I could be my messenger a thousand times, right? Sure. So it's a distinction. So it's like another messenger, chat channel. It's basically, it's yeah. It's chat channel, right? So it's, what's happening now is chatbot. So that's, that's the idea. Mm. So we'll what, go into that more. and <clears throat> yeah, cause I'm, I'm actually really fascinated because it's like, I just read, have you ever heard of the blog? Wait, but why? Nope. Okay. Well, it's really funny. <laughs> so I don't know. It's funny to me. He uses like these uh, 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 stickmen characters and does like drawings and he's funny. Um, but he also does like really in-depth topics. And one of the ones that he did that I really liked was about AI, artificial intelligence. So chatbots are AI, right? Aren't they? Yeah, they're a part of AI. They're not right. as sophisticated as some, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah, but I mean, you program them to, it's basically, uh, I don't even know what you call it, like a computer program that's pretending like it's talking to you, right? But you're telling Correct. it what to say. <laughs> right. So, yes. yeah, that's that's really neat. And you can program these things to, like, uh, it's sort of like a new uh, idea of engaging with folks, kind of like what you would do with a... a an email funnel almost, right? No. No. So, oh, well, good. See, there we go. No. So email people are used to having what it calls push notification. So if you get, if I get an email from you personally, I might respond if needed, but if I get a uh, mass email, I'm not going to respond to it. I might click through something, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to have a two way. Co- it's not a conversation piece. It's a push advertising Medium. Right, right, right. Okay. okay. So chatbots is a it's a conversation piece. They're literally as question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. Because the first thing is is that Facebook knows that we are programmed already to chat. We are programmed to send receive, send receive, send receive. We are literally programmed that way. Okay. So um with that, 
then they that's how the AI works. So you'll have questions or, hey, go check this out, or what do you think of this, or are you a male, are you a female? Like they'll literally be able to ask questions to sift and sort the process. So what's happening is on a bigger scale is that the more high tech we go is the more high touch we want. And we want, and especially in the millennial space, not in people over 40, but especially right now in the millennial and lower they are expecting that brands already know what the hell they're thinking before they get there. They are expecting that. <laughs> right, right. Okay. You laugh about it. No, no, like, I get it. No. So <clears throat> You're right. That's how chats are. Like they want to be able, they can actually have that intelligence of saying, you know, hi, Jeff, are you looking for travel to go to Cancun or London today? Great, Cancun. Awesome. Let me give you five things you can do. Like it, they expect you to ask questions. So basically, that's what it is. It's an intelligence, right? Because you can sift and sort, but it's really is going back to human to human interaction and in and, and what I call old school sales. Mm. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's more more yeah. of a conversation because, yeah, like, so, when you're yeah. flinging out an email, for instance, right? It's like you want a, an engagement, but you're hoping that they they you know get to the end and click on something. Exactly. Versus right. a conversation, we can ask them a different question. So it is interesting, especially from the lower generation, when meaning lower, meaning younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the millennials and younger, they really have a, these higher expectations of brands. You know, they just have this expectation of companies that, well, you should already know what I need. You should already know what I want. <laughs> yeah, you should true. already know right, because right. I don't know. You just need to figure it out. So it's a really interesting modality. So I use it um, in mine. You can go to askheatherann.com. What you're going to do is you're going to see my bot, my face, and I talk to you for, via video mm-hmm. and audio. And I kind of connect, connect with you and I talk to you and I ask you questions about okay. you and who you are and stuff like that. So it's almost like robot Heather. It is robot. <laughs> That's pretty neat. It is. It's no, like it's living in the future. I know. No, it's pretty cool. And and basically, you've told it everything that you would have said anyway, right? So it's still you. Yeah. It's just the automated version of you. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. You just blew my mind. It's like <laughs> it's like we're living in the future. This is like a science fiction book here. It reminds Something. me a lot of like Minority Report. You know, it's like, What? Yeah, except that it's actually here. I know. I know. It's actually here. It's amazing. <laughs> so how how does this I mean, is it is it obviously you're you're into it, so it must be working, right? Yeah, so there's 80% 100% deliverability because it's Facebook, 80% open rate and between 20 to 30% click through rate as of right now. And uh, those those numbers will change. But just to give you an understanding, so first of all, email's not 100% deliver deliverability. No, you never you never get 100%, right? People just like You might get 60%. So open rate you're going to get like 10 to 15% open rate, which is right. extremely low. Right. And then click through rate, you might get, you know, 10% or less depending. Right. So it's it's way 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 less. Uh, it's way, way, way more and email's way less. So that's like the big thing. But you can't use it like email. You can't just push, 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 push. You have to have this engagement. And it's truly an engagement in a conversation. Mm. Yeah. So it is, it, it's a lot different. It's, uh, wow. I, you know, I think I've seen these, it's not just on Facebook, right? Because I think, I want to say, I think I might have seen this, this on Twitter too. 
Yeah, Twitter I don't know as much about. They have it on Slack. I mean, any all all of them <clears> are all kinds of apps right now are what I call opening up their API mm-hmm. to allow developers to go have like go figure this out, you know? Oh, okay. So there isn't right now, of course, Facebook is kind of the leading edge. Right. Of it, but no, it's going to go everywhere. It's going to be anywhere and everywhere. Facebook right now is just the kind of one because it was easier mm-hmm. to deal with. Um, so what happened is around like late 2016, early 17, they decided to open up their API to Messenger, and they what I call tapped a few people in Silicon Valley to say, you know, why don't you figure this out? And we opened your API. Now you go figure it out. It's kind of what they did, and um, they did. And so now there's like 200 or more chat bot service companies, right? So many chats, one chat fuels, one chat people's another, there's many. So you could go and you, you pay them per month and then they have like the API access to Facebook and then you kind of, you know, then you program, you go in and program your chat bot. Right. And then they have the direct, you know, API basically Mm. to Facebook, if that makes sense. So no, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, there's other companies like Slack. They're just opening their API. And so you don't really necessarily have to have that. Some, you know, most do just because it has a pretty interface and it, it's almost like an email marketing interface. Right. You know, but uh, at the end of the day, this is just truly revolutionary. And if you're a brand or a small business, you have to get on top of it because nowadays, what Facebook wants is that their goal is that small business owners and local businesses don't need a uh, website. Mm, that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> right. They're like, forget that. Don't worry about it. Just right. have a Facebook page. Mm. But what's interesting is that like, I have a client right now and he's just like, that makes no sense to me. I'm like, I got that it doesn't make sense to you. Mm. But it makes sense to young people. people. <laughs> and it makes sense to millennials and yeah. even people in their 40s get that. Right. It's like versus Facebook page and a LinkedIn page and a Twitter page. It's like here's our website, you know, www.localbusiness.com. And it just redirects to their business Facebook page. And they're like, oh, and it has all their information, their phone number, and their locations and their hours. And mm. and then they have a big chat button that says, would you like to get a hold of us? Chat here. And then it opens up their chat and they could literally have a conversation with someone in the office. I mean, if you think about it isn't that all you need isn't yeah. that all you need for a local business Pretty hours much. location what's going on we're big old sign we're closed today you know if you want to contact us here's our phone number or just message us i mean what else do you really need mm. so th- honestly if you're a local business dentist or whatever honestly i would i would if they came to me i'd be like i would not do a website i wouldn't do it i would focus all your uh, marketing on the URL and to redirect them to your Facebook page. I just went through this with, my, it's funny that you said dentist, right? So I kind of like already figured out that, you know how the dentist will have like a, uh, if you want an appointment, fill out this form and then send it to us and we'll call you back. Something like that. But yeah. you're not actually making an appointment. You're just, right. you're asking them to email you or call you later, Right. So I went ahead and did that. And, you know, I was planning to call them anyway because I wanted an appointment. <laughs> but they I, I don't even think they know that I that I filled out that form. That happened to me. My dentist. Right? Uh, same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that they didn't know I filled it out. And I actually when I sat down with the the uh, dentist later, like a month later, I said, by the way. Yeah. Yo, dude, you got this form out there and no one's responding to it. Um what did he and say? He was like, oh, thanks. But he, was, he, he, he thanked me, obviously, right. but I, 
looking at his office, he's quite busy. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, really I get it. Her. No, no, I yeah. get it. You know, I, from from you and me kind of perspective, it's like, duh, come on, what are you doing, dude? But, you know, from, you know, he's a dentist. I know what he's doing. He's busy. Uh, but still, that yeah. your your point of uh, of maybe the day of a local business, I mean, they all have web pages. They're just kind of not good, right? Some are good, some are not. I mean, right. when I created the weight loss company here, the first thing I did was I said that we're going to have one phone number and the phone number is going to be text or call. And uh, the ex was like, oh, no one's going to text. I go, yeah, they will. So yeah. the mark is the market's female. And what happened is people were texting. So it's the same concept is that people want to be want to maybe a, a potential new customer of any local business. Mm. It is a lower hanging fruit for women specifically than men, or maybe uh, a man who's at their office or sitting there in their office space and they can't like pick up the phone and have a conversation with the dentist, but they can literally have an entire chat conversation on the message mm-hmm. app, or they can have an entire conversation with someone on the text message. Um, we had a client, uh, ended up being a client. She was deaf and the only reason she was able to make a um, a full, you know, she had all her questions answered and everything was because we did text and we literally set up her entire appointment through text. And she was so thankful and she was like, that was awesome. You guys rock. Most local businesses don't have that. So I'm having to like right. go, I'm email back and forth. Um, and I do know there's, I mean, I have a friend of mine who's deaf and there is you know, obviously earpieces, stuff like that. But at the same time, I think that, uh, it's just people forget there's a whole, uh, there's just, there's just more people than you think that just want to have a phone call conversation. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And you know, I, it's funny too, like the, the, the young folks kind of almost skip over, uh, even having any kind of computer. It's like, they've just got a phone. Right. So they do. Yeah. You know, so it, and they're constantly texting and they're probably constantly on Facebook and probably constantly on, on messenger. It sounds like more on messenger. So that goes to that media thing, you know? So if you're, if you're aiming at these younger folks, then that's where they are. Right. Yeah. So millennials and, and younger don't want to talk on the phone. That too, right? And so and they and, my, and their grandparents text. hate it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. are you a grandparent? No, no. But my mom, my mom will constantly complain about her nieces. Um, they'll be like, she'll never call me. You know, if I call her, she'll leave a message and then she'll text me back. I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> my mom's like, my mom's 79. So, I mean, when all she knows is that there's that little envelope thingy on her phone. She doesn't know what it means, you know, so. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> totally get that. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I mean, chatbots really, if you're a local business or you're a brand yourself, you don't want to underestimate that. I do suggest a company called Chat Fuel. There's Drift, there's Chat Fuel, there's Chat People, there's Mini Chat, there's a few others, there's many. These are uh, I suggest Chat Fuel over the others right now. They're easy to, easy to use, not much money per month. You're going to look at a 20 to 50 to 60 dollars a month. You're not looking at a lot. Mm, and they're easy to program. Yeah. No, easy to program. So I highly suggest that. Uh, and I do build out. We do build outs. Our build outs are pretty in depth. And we were looking at talking to franchise companies uh, in nursing homes on how to use chat bots to um, 
remind the seniors or whomever who lives there when to take their medicine, uh, mm. when to take their medications. Oh, that's kind of uh, handy. When they take the medication, right? Reminders. Mm. What, what medication, when? Because one of the – there's stats about this. I don't know the stats, but I know it's pretty high. The amount of uh, people who die because the drugs were, um, you know, mixed up incorrectly are pretty high, you know. So they mm. might supposed to take something uh, in the morning, but they took it at night, and then they took that at night with something else, and then the mixing of that can, can kill, right? So Yeah. The, and our – or they forget to take them or they don't remember, you know. And so using chat bots for a use, a good pod, that's where we're going with it. So now it, I, it seems like the conversation is for the most part starting in Facebook Messenger. But talk a little bit more about what happens. At, does it actually move off of Facebook Messenger and go eventually to another site where it's like you and videos? Is that what you said? I, I, I kind of, we went over that kind of quick. So I, it, walk me through how that happens. Well, what I'm saying is, so bots in general, AI bots, yeah. are starting to be used outside of just Facebook. Right, okay. Facebook right now is the leading edge, and so I, I tell people to stay there. Sure. But at the same time, developers are figuring out a way to create bots in all different kinds of ways, through apps, right? Right. So that would be through an app. Right. So being able to actually integrate with people's lives and get the data. I mean, imagine I, my mom is no longer with us, but if imagine if you have a, a family member that's far away and they're older and you want to make sure that they that the nurse is taking care of them and that they are giving them the meds. Lots of times, like, you know, you call the nurse like, yeah, I'm doing it like you don't know. You know so how <laughs> okay. do you control that? And so through an app where it can be maybe um, programmed and, and then it can have, have reminders and it can tell you and you're a thousand miles away and you can call mom and go, mom, it looks like you need to take your, your meds. Are you doing okay? Can you do that? Have you gotten them yet? You know what I mean? These are things that it sounds simple, but when you're a, have a parent or even if you have a child that needs that and you're at work, I mean, these are all kinds of things that bots can actually have these interactions with they're almost like ai you're, you're talking about having an ai assistant basically yeah yeah <laughs> like a surrey i love it <laughs> now that's kind of cool so uh so let's talk a little bit about um your um how you kind of like use online human behaviors and how that can uh uh, affect your business growth because that sounds interesting to me i i'm all about human behaviors yeah, so it kind of, it's kind of going back to what I said earlier, H to H. Uh, the more high-tech we go, the more high-touch we want as a society. So it's the H to H conversation. So it doesn't matter that my name is Heather Havenwood, but it still is H to H. Human to human interaction. <laughs> That's just handy, yes. It is handy. So um, H to H interaction is what chatbots is about. It's pulling back into conversation piece. So uh, inside of today's technology, you have to have a, two, two, three things that you need to focus on as a business owner. One is community, two is conversation, and three is the customer. So let me give you an example on the customer side. So, uh, you know, a couple years ago, we didn't know what the hell Uber was. Right. I remember when I first heard 
about this rideshare company where you get into someone's car and you <laughs> they drive you somewhere. I literally told that person, I go, what the, no way would I just get in someone's car. Like, right. right? I literally said that. They go, yeah, well, it's supposed to be really big in San Francisco. And like, I don't know. But Those like, people are crazy. Obviously. Yeah, I guess. Right. So, <laughs> I literally was thinking to myself, why would anyone do that? Now, I live in Austin, Texas, and I use Uber and Lyft all the time. Right. All the time. Go to the airport. Uh, downtown's ex- uh, the parking's extremely expensive and very, very crowded. And I live two miles away. And so I'm going to Uber in and Uber out, right? Mm. Or Lyft in, Lyft out. I would never think in a million years, five years ago, that I would be doing that. Mm. So what's happened is, is the customer became customer centric, what the customer wants, not product centric. The old school way of doing business is whoever has the product wins. Ford, right? They have the product. So they're the car company. Right. And Uber comes in who owns nothing. They own nothing. Right. They own nothing. They own an app. Like yeah. there's no asset. Right. There's zero asset. And they took a, a zero asset and made a crap load of money. Right. It reminds me of Goodwill. People go, oh, it's nonprofit. I go, you know how much money Goodwill makes every year? It's insane. <laughs> I had no idea. Really? Wow. It's, oh, think about it. They usually have, I know in Austin, they have always the top, top, Grade A spaces in Austin. I know they in, in other areas. Beautiful locations, because the only overhead, and then people volunteer their time. The only overhead they have is the real estate. The renting the All space. All their yeah. products are given to them for free. Right. Well, then, yeah, yeah, they're free, well, right? They're free. People give them. It's and the people that work there are are, are volunteers. Correct. Wow. So imagine if you have a company and you go, okay, you need you need to get product. Oh, no, that's going to be free. Okay. And then you need employees. Oh, no, that's pretty much going to be free too. And then uh, you have real, you need real estate. Okay. You got to pay for that. But you get a really good deal because, you know, but you're going to get a good deal because you're not <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, truly, it is the best business model. That's kind of what's happened with Amazon, with Uber, right? Because they don't really... They didn't have to create the product first. Now, Amazon is now and years later, right? But the beginning, how they got started was they sold other people's books. Right. They they didn't buy the product. It's the same conversation online. Same thing with Uber. So the point of it is the customer side. The next piece is the conversation side, right? Is that the the more that the brand talks to the consumer the higher ability, the high possibility that they're going to convert into sales. That's the chat bot. And then the next thing is community. People want to be deciphering themselves inside a community. It used to be, I'm dating myself. It used to be that uh, if you wore Jordash, Jordash jeans. I remember Jordash jeans. Right. If you wore Nikes, then you were like the cool kid or whatever. Right. Oh, man. I, I so remember that. You remember that? You remember okay. the fad of what was, uh, you remember Starsky and Hutch and he had those particular shoes? That was the big thing when I was a very yeah, young kid. Starsky shoes. <laughs> I think they but were that was, Adidas. That's Adidas. the way that people create a community. Okay. So, right, if I'm on this, is I'm wearing this, I'm part of the community. Oh, well, you're not, you're out of our community. Right. It's, it's a very, it's a very um, ingrained human psychology thing. Back, back, back in the day, it was it was a uh, church, you know, right? The Presbyterian, 
Presbyterian. Oh, you're Presbyterian. Or, oh, you're Catholic. Or whatever. Like, and people <laughs> judge that based on whatever church you went to. Right. Nowadays, it's not something you ask. Nowadays, I don't walk up to somebody and go, are you Catholic? Mm, no. I, right? Right. We would never ask. We're like, that's weird. But if you look in the 40s and 50s, people did. Oh, the neighbors, they moved in and they're, they're Catholic. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. My right. grandmother would be like, oh, don't go to the Methodist church. Not good. But the Presbyterian, like, I can't, I don't even know the difference is, to be honest. The point is people segmented themselves by space and community. Sure. Nowadays, I don't even know if anyone of my neighbors even goes to church. So since all their cars here are all here all day Sunday, I'm clear. No one around. <laughs> 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 no, I'm in good company, I guess. But right. My grandmother would probably roll over in her grave. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think that I think that it's just it's a way we create community. Nowadays, it's Facebook communities or. Um, oh, I'm part, I follow Tim Ferriss, you know, right, or, right. whatever we create these communities or, or are you right? Apple or Android? Yeah, that's one. Oh, perfect. I'm a Macker. I'm a Mac. I'm a Mac girl. I'm an Apple yeah, girl. I'm right. Mac. But I remember this guy. I, I won't met, hold it against you because you exactly. Know. There it goes. <laughs> um, I met this guy at, um, at a networking event. And we're talking, I was talking about mentorship and coaching. You should consider it. You know, he was kind of young and he goes, Oh, I have a mentor. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Great. You know, I might know them, you know, who are they? He said, and I look, I'm not laughing at, at him. him. Well, yes, right. I am. I'm laughing at him. Okay. Let's go ahead and laugh at him. Okay. I, he goes, Oh, I have a mentor. I have a great mentor. I have a wonderful mentor. And I was like, great. Who is he? He's like Gary Vaynerchuk. And I just, like what? You know, he watches his videos and see in his view, that's his mentor. Sure. Why I'm not? Like, well, yeah. And I have I'm a like, whole book of them. <laughs> right, I've got a book of them. But I, I personally not a fan of, you know, F bomb five every five seconds, Gary. So oh, I, said, gotcha. well, I said, you know, you might want to consider expanding yourself. Right. And maybe some other people other than just Gary V mm. on things. And he was very upset that I said that. So the point <laughs> is, is that the fact that he said it, he was positioning himself. Right. I'm in this he wants to be in Gary, Gary V tribe. Yeah. He's in the Gary V tribe. Like I said, like mm. I'm a Catholic, I'm Presbyterian. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm Jewish, whatever. We I all mean, do that now. Yeah. That's, that's we, like, it's like what, how we started this conversation. I was like, Tim Ferriss, I'm in, I'm Tim Ferriss tribe. You're not. <laughs> But right? we can I'm still not. be friends. So yes, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm not interested in Tim. Uh, uh, it's all good. It's a guy thing. It's a guy thing. I think you know. I don't. I don't know a lot of girls are like hanging around listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, but or Tim Ferriss apparently. Or Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Anyway, so you get the point. Those are my I do. three things: community, conversation, um, and customer like community conversation and customer. Thank you. See. I'm here for you, co-host. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask this question as we wrap up. Man, this went kind of quick. You're good at this. It's like you've done podcasting before or something. It's like I don't even really have to be here. It's just it's awesome. I love it. So I've only uh, done 320. Only. Oh, and are you still doing your own podcast? I I, I always have to ask. Yeah, I am. I, okay. uh, I've done about 325 guests. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. You're, that's your thing. You just like, every like time you're that. on another podcast, cha-ching, right? It's fun for me. It's, it's so easy for me. <laughs> right. I can tell. 
Terrible. Yeah. So, okay. So discover how to make a huge difference in the world. Learn what the number one underutilized resource is on the planet. Mm -hmm. I want to know. Okay. So the most underutilized resource on the planet is women. Wow. Go girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. Talk it. (laughs) Okay. Well, it was a study that was done by a group called an end world hunger project. And so they asked the question, what was the number one underutilized resource on the planet? And of course, a lot of things came up food, you know, water, oil, but it's not a, those are all resources, obviously. And then a bunch of other stuff came up, but they looked at what's the number one underutilized resource on the planet that if it was handled, if it was empowered, if it was altered, if it was utilized more appropriately, yeah, then it would um, make a difference. And so they looked at like a lot of third world countries and they realized that the, how the culture was is you'd have, let's say a man and woman, okay, married or not, or whatever. He was the head of the household. She had children, okay, married. And how the culture went was that he would quote unquote go off and work and then supposedly come back and bring the money in a week or two weeks. But you know, not everyone's perfect, right? So a lot of the men wouldn't come back or they wouldn't come back with the money. Or they come back with money and they go to the, the bar and, and drink or something. or Yeah, something like that. So they would, wouldn't be served, they wouldn't be um, feeding their children, right? right? So that's how microloans actually happen. So microloans got created out of this is they said, well, if we, you know, give group of women a little money to create a little store and it could be weaving baskets. doesn't matter. They create something. Yeah. It's entrepreneurship. Then they could sell that in the local town or the local market. And then they have money. And then you don't need to tell women like you do men for some weird reason to please go uh, feed your children. They just like do it. You know? <laughs> so um, they feed their children. And then, of course, they feel their, feed their elders as well. And so they started to see that the rate of poverty, the rate, the rate of poverty and also the rate of hunger started to decrease because they were empowering women to basically be many entrepreneurs. That's amazing. I yeah. love it. See, so, now, now I have to go donate some money to Kiva again. Yeah, Kiva. Kiva's a, a micro loan. That's right. Company, the type, type ones. There's ones. There's big ones in the, around the world. And so that's actually my mission in life. My mission in life is to have every woman on the planet self-sufficient financially. Mm. If, if women, if and when, and when a woman is financially self-sufficient, even here in America, that they will make new choices in their life as women, and they may or may not be in that relationship. Many times in America, too, women stay in relationships or situations that are not as healthy as possible because of money. Mm. So when you empower a woman to make her own money, right, then that is when you can actually have a shift in the world. I love it. You know, I learned this lesson when I was really young. Oh, oh, good. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Because when I got married when I was 23, now whether or not that was a good idea, table that, it happened. But we're still married, right? But... As we were going into the the the, uh, the marriage, I had uh, about twelve thousand dollars of stupid man credit card debt. Right, that was really uh-huh. dumb. <laughs> so I was following that that pattern of what men do when they have money; they spend it on stupid stuff. 
right? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that, uh, that, that was sort of like a, a trap that I was falling into. So, um, like right away, one of the first things that we worked out in the, I don't know, first couple of years of marriage was, was I'll, I'll make money. And then, and then it instantly becomes, uh, the wife's and she, she, she takes care of it from there. And then once she's got stuff done, you know, sort of like, okay, she's paid the bills. She's like, you know, got the light, everybody's fed, you know, and then if there's leftover, we, you know, have the emergency fund. And then I, I did the thing about learning how to invest and it's largely just Mm -hmm. keeping money but it all has to flow in that circle here. Here's the money, honey. <laughs> and then she gives it back to me when, when she's ready for it to go into the, the big pile of savings. Got it. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. I'm like, still married. <laughs> <laughs> that's but it worked out because I, I, I wised up, you know, she's in charge. Yeah. Of the money. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're, Cause if you're there's, a good man, if there's ever money in my pocket, we know what happens to it. It's just gone. It gets burned through your... Right. It's just gone. Okay. Just Got gone. it. All right. Noted. I won't give you any money. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Amen. Got yeah. Got it. Yes. All right. Okay. Hey. Well, cool. Well, if anyone wants to know in my chat, go to askheatherann.com. Ask, A-S-K, Heather, com. I definitely want to... Ch- uh, askheather.com. I want to go check that out. Uh, and is this the one with ask videos? Heather Ann. Ask oh, he- com. Yes. We got it. And yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Askheatherann.com. Yay. Yay. I got it right once. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a blast again. Thanks for being on my show for three times. And, uh, and catching up with me and teaching me all about something I knew uh, very little about, chatbots. They're uh, chatbots, kind of fun. Chatbots. It's like living in the future. <laughs> it's been a blast. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer.